0: Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, the show that brings you insightful conversations with industry leaders and franchise experts. Today, we have the privilege of interviewing Doug Wilmarth, president of Muya Burgers, Fries and Shakes. It's great to have you, Doug.
1: Hey, thanks, Rob. I appreciate being here.
0: You got it. You got it. It's great to have you. And so let me start with a little bit about the genesis. How did the brand come to be? Tell me a little bit about where things are
1: going. Yeah, well, you know, we just hit our 16th birthday and Muya was founded in Dallas, Texas, uh, 16 years ago, you know, with a simple vision of, of we wanted to make the best cheeseburger in America. And so that's that's what we're, we're on. We, we talk about our mission as a company is to make life more delicious. And the way we do that is by outstanding burgers, fries, and shakes. And there's nothing better. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you, you kind of lead me to my next question. I mean, uh, in the franchise space, just all you got to do is drive across your town and you'll see a lot of choices, right? So I know it, clearly there's competition for the community around your franchisees. So tell me a little bit of, you kind of alluded to it. Well, what makes you tell me about the uniqueness of the brand? What kind of separates you and you guys feels a little
1: bit different than the other choices out there? Yeah, there's a few there's a few other burger places out there, Rob. But what we think differentiates us and and I'm serious about the best tasting cheeseburger and and the, the way that we we try to get to that is we start with the best ingredients we can find. So, you know, there's nothing as core as the beef. We use certified Angus beef that's better beef than most steakhouses use. So we're starting there. We bake our bread fresh every day. We, you know, hand cut our fries. It's a 24 hour process. We hand make every shake from, you know, premium ice cream. So, you know, when we start with great ingredients, that's certainly the place that you want to begin. But the the second part of it is the way that we hand craft them. So, you know, we hand smash uh, our our burgers. Uh, We do that with fresh meat and so that makes it a big difference when you make your toppings from scratch every day that makes it different i mentioned the the fry process our our team members tell us that making fries is the hardest thing they do here it takes a 24-hour process so sometimes doing it the long way is the best way and so you know we don't scrimp on that but really the secret sauce rob is that we allow you to create it any way you want so about a third of our guests create their own burger You can choose from any of our protein options. we got vegan options. We've got the choice of great fresh-made buns. We also have gluten-free options and iceburgers, a ton of cheeses and sauces and fresh-made toppings. So you can kind of create it any way you want, or you can pick one of the, the great Hall of Dang burgers or favorites that our chefs have created for you. So we think that if you combine all those things, great ingredients, handcrafted processes, and something made just the way you want it that's gonna be the best cheeseburger you ever had Wow that's key stuff I mean really key stuff and I was
0: going to ask you about dietary preferences I think it's kind of funny that we <laughs> say burger burger place and health right like maybe you ought to just steer clear but but not really right like you really want you don't want to like you mentioned gluten-free you mentioned uh, some other things I mean I think that's awesome but you 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 got how important is that do you think uh, to kind of acknowledge? I, I
1: I think we, we think it's important. Right. Um, and, and by that, I mean, you know, if you have somebody in the family, we try to be very family or group centric. Um, so if there's somebody in your group that's got a dietary restriction that really affects everybody. Um, and so we have a whole line of lifestyle burgers, the lifestyle burgers. Uh, if you're trying to eat low carb, you know, we'll put your burger on an ice burger. We've got low carb options. We got paleo options, low cal options. We got vegan options. Uh, including our bun, which is vegan, we have a Dr. Prager's uh, burger. So sort of depending on what, you know, dietary restriction you have, or or, or what lifestyle choice you're making, you know, we can pretty much accommodate you. And so from that standpoint, even though you're thinking, oh, burgers, that's very limiting, uh, it's really not the case. So uh, we we think that's great, you know, even up until like, for example, somebody has uh, a dairy allergy, we're going to go ahead and cook that burger on a piece of tinfoil so it doesn't touch a grill that might have uh, had dairy on it. Uh, We have a separate grill for the the vegan burgers so that, you know, we don't cross mingle. Um, You know, we change our gloves when we do gluten-free. So there's things that we do because we're super serious about doing things the right way that, you know, people who are serious about their dietary preference um, can feel comfortable coming here. And
0: I think that from a business standpoint, I mean, that creates an experience, I think I'm just going to tell you what I'm hearing and, and, and what I feel as a consumer, but it, it it creates an experience for the for the people that go there. So you, you almost want to go there and hang out a little bit or make it a Friday night thing or, hey, we can bring, I mean, I know from raising a family, it isn't easy to get consensus, right? So you have to be flexible like that, right? Especially if there are allergies or any other dietary issues. So from a business standpoint, I think it makes great sense, right? It, it drives more referrals, more repeat business, right?
1: So, yeah, we think so. Um you know, obviously, I think there's some people that you know they're mass market and they're just trying to churn out numbers. They'll look at, well, there's not that many people in the world that have dairy allergies or gluten free, that you know the proportion of the country that really cares about quality or is trying to be vegan is small. And so they'll try to go for the mass appeal. And uh, you know that's just not what we do. Uh, we wouldn't use the quality we did. And you know, I'll give you an example. my my family ate at Muya last night. Um, you know, my wife gets an ice burger with the Dr. Prager's veggie patty on it. And my son adds another beef patty, right? You know, he's, uh, he's 22. And so he's getting he's like, Yeah, and add a patty, right. So, you know, you you can get a 22 year old, you know, boy adding a patty or young man now. um, And my wife's next to him, you know, having the the ice burger vegan patty, um, you know, we can go out and, and, and hit it fine, right? So that, that gives us a lot of flexibility as family.
0: Well, I personally think you're hitting the mass market. I feel like your family and mine are are, are representative, right? There's just a lot of varieties is important. Of, yeah. yeah. So, so tell me, you know, that kind of leads me to my next thought is, is tell me a little bit about, I know the restaurant industry, especially the franchise industry brands are very advanced in my mind, right? You guys really get, technology in terms of running that type of business. Tell me a little bit about what's going on with you guys in technology. I know you have a rewards program and, and you're putting some effort in there, again, just to make the experience better for the consumer. And again, just make make it easier to do business. But tell me a little bit about how you're approaching that.
1: Sure. And, you know, everybody in the restaurant business now, um, you know, is trying to provide different ordering options and making sure that you know however you want to interface with the company, however you want to order, whatever's convenient for you, that we have technology there. Um, you know, it's a little bit different as a franchisor in the sense that you know, you know part of my business model is you know, having a playbook for my franchisees. So you know our franchisees, are owner operators. um uh, they're often, you know, the small town guy, maybe one or two locations. And so, you know, we need to have out-of-the-box items that work for them um, and that is going to be easy for their guests. So, in that sense, you know, our team uh, works really, really hard to make sure that we have the very best technology, but it's technology it's proven. They need to know that, you know, we have an a order-ahead kiosk or, you know, we have a, a native app you can order on, you can order on the website, you can, you know, order through third-party, all those things. But, you know, our, our owners um they just want to focus on serving the guests and making great food so we need the technology to be seamless for them and we need it to be super easy for our customers and so that's you know leads us to be constantly updating so you mentioned you know we just updated our loyalty program our native app uh, late last year we we uh, totally did the user interface for um our mobile ordering and our desktop ordering. Um, and we're always tinkering. Uh, we have a kiosk ordering system. We're always tinkering with that. And so uh, technology is an important part of what we do. It's not ever going to be the driver, but what it can do is make uh take some of the friction uh out of um, you know, dining with us and, and running your business. Yeah,
0: no doubt. So tell me a little bit about the rewards program. I know the app obviously facilitates a lot of things, but tell me a little bit about what you're doing there.
1: Yeah, well, um, we made a change this year, um, not only sort of revolutionizing uh, the the user interface with the app to make it cleaner and easier, uh, but from the rewards program, you know, we had been in a points-based reward program. And I recall that you know, uh, maybe rewards 2.0, where, you know, you spend, you get points, you get dollars off. And, and that's a way for us to provide, um you know, incentives for our, our loyal users and give them some rewards. But, you know, what we heard back is, what I really love is your food. And why not just, um you know, give me free food. And so give me more options for the free food. And so we redid our our rewards uh, tiers so that, you know, if you want to get a free drink, if that's what you like, you can get a free drink, you can get free fries, you can get a free burger. However you want to do it, you can kind of save up. And then what you get is free food. And um, people love free food. Um, and so the reason they're coming to us because they love their food, what better way to reward a loyal customer than, than giving them something for free. And so um, we found that that works um, great. You know, our our customers really appreciate that aspect of it and then we don't really limit them so you know when you when you get to the free burger tier you want a free burger you get the free burger you want i'm not going to make you buy the kids burger or you know hey if you want a cheese that's extra it's a free burger however you make it so yeah. you know hopefully we're delighting customers with that and and rewarding our loyal guests i think that's brilliant i mean it's simple
0: But I got to tell you, as a consumer, you know, not every brand gets that right. I think just being incented to show up more, right? Like I, um, there's a convenience store locally, I won't mention today, it's actually a good thing, but um, I go out of my way to get my gas, right? And I go out of my way to go there just because they make it so easy. They reward me just by showing up and spending money. And I think that that's that's just so key. I mean, I truly do go out of my way or I'll wait. I'll just do it tomorrow because I'm driving by there and, you know. So I think it's important because people make that choice more often. And in your business, it's just maybe that family
1: doing one extra run, uh, to, you know what I'm saying, a month or something. Yeah. And Well, and I think we think it's important, you know, so notice that what I'm not, I'm giving you a free burger. I'm not saying, hey, you know, here's an item that we don't normally sell that you probably don't want that I'm going to give you for free. So i we've all been part of loyalty programs where they're like, hey, thanks for being a loyalty get, loyal guest. Uh, next time you order from us, I'm giving you free chips, or a free cookie that you don't normally order from me anyway. Um, and you're like, well, that's no good. I don't want that. Um, you know, thanks for giving me that. But what I really want is the sandwich I was ordered. And so, you know, I think Starbucks got it right where they let you pick whatever beverage you wanted when you hit the tier. And so, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're treating it the same way
0: yeah well, it's hey I love modeling, and you know they're a big company that has a lot of <laughs> a lot of resource to kind of figure things out, right? yeah, so well, that's great stuff. so that kind of leads me into my next thought, and I know a lot of our listeners love to learn about uh, franchise brands and what they're doing and and the opportunity to uh sometimes be a part of it so Tell me a little bit about you know how the profitability and return on investment, some of the just whatever you could share about the financials. But what does the opportunity look like when you own a brand or have run this kind of a business? What's possible? What does it look like?
1: Yeah, I think people uh, people get into the restaurant business, or let me just start that people who are successful in the restaurant business. There's something that gets in your blood about restaurants, um, and so you know we are in the service business you know, contrary to what a lot of people might think, restaurants are really hard work. And there's a group of people that just belong in restaurants. They love serving people. They love cooking. Um, And so I think first and foremost, you need to be whatever business you choose. It has to be a business that you love, uh, that speaks to you. And, And I think the restaurant business is amazing. People have been connecting. Families have been connecting. Friends have been connecting over food for thousands and thousands of years. And as a restaurateur, you're right in the middle of that. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's such a great gathering point. It's such a, a connection point for people. Think about the best times in your life almost always revolve around food. Um, yeah. And so being part of that economy being part of making those connections, I think that people who get in the restaurant business, they get in there for that because they love it, right? And then, you know, you have to be a good operator to make money here. Um, you know, you can um, do a really good job Ah, uh, serving great products, but if you you know aren't really good and disciplined on the costing and the operation of it, um, you know you don't make money. And so it has to be that you're a business person that enjoys the art of of making food and serving guests. And, and what we provide as a franchisor is a system for you. So you know we're we're going to train people. We're going to have done all the hard work for them in terms of what are the system, what are the pricing, where should you be. How do you how do you do this we'll provide vendor support um, you know we help with building a brand so you know we help with all the difficult parts so they can focus on operating and serving the guests uh, the very best food they can make and so it's part of the advantage of of being with a franchise brand is you don't have to be an expert in all those things because I've got experts on your team yeah. um, all you have to do is focus on being a great operator and and the people who are successful—that's what they focus on: being out in their community, serving their guests, um, and and really, quite frankly, serving their team because their team is most often who's serving the guests. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, there's no doubt that that you know I just love franchising. Obviously, I'm involved in the industry, right, for <laughs> for quite a while. But one of the things I just love and always have loved is that you know I don't think folks realize how hard a business is to start and run and build and make better. And when you start with a franchise brand that not only started and perfected it like the hard way, usually that's how it happens, right? Then they decide to franchise and then you're almost polishing everything. You're auditing everything. You're making it better. You're uplifting it. And then you never stop getting better and better and better. And then you plug people into that. And yeah, it's still hard work. You know, you're still business owner. You're accountable. It's your, you know. Hey, that's the great news. You get to own it. But all the obstacles that are removed. I mean, I don't think folks realize how. Because I've done it. I've done a couple different ways in life, and it's not easy. <laughs> so, and I always, you know, and I work closely with a lot of brands, and it is, it is like the success rate of franchising is is exceptional. Like it, it you know, there's skin in the game from both sides. Everybody's in it together, and so. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about, you know, a lot of people do get concerned when they start a business, you know, that, that, you know, somehow they'll get left behind or somehow they'll be on their own too much or not get the support or sort of, you know what I mean? Being in 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 an isolated situation. And that's like the opposite. Uh, Like, yeah, I just share this one thing is that when we went through COVID a few years ago, We, you know, we we had interviewed quite a few brands, and obviously it was tough for everybody. But the thing I picked up on in every interview was that I tell you, if there's any place you want to be in business, it's in a franchise brand. If there's another pandemic, (laughs) it wasn't good for anybody. But that's the best place you could be because of all the support and collaboration that fostered innovation and probably some new things. But tell me a little bit about your philosophy around support and making sure you give your franchisees what they need to succeed.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's one of the great benefits of, of a, being a franchisee as opposed to trying to be an entrepreneur. If you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you're on your own. Um, and, you know, there's so many aspects, as you spoke to, Rob, uh, that starting business is difficult. You have to be a real estate expert. You have to be an HR expert. You have to be a construction expert. You know, the restaurant business, you have to know how to, you know, manage a team and manage a kitchen and you have to have great hospitality and you need to be a marketer. And if you're not all those things, right, and there's very few unicorns that are, um, then, uh, you know, you're, you could run into trouble, right? Um, and you could be a great chef, but not know how to run a restaurant. Uh, and so what the franchise uh, or does for you and what the franchise model does is they, they hand you a business system. And, you know, if it's good, and what I encourage everybody to do, if you're thinking about, you know, investing in a franchise, I don't care which one it is, um, what you have to ask yourself, once you look at, you know, how are the unit level economics of that particular franchise, you have to look at what support am I getting? Um, you know, what are the tools? Um, what are, you know, who's the leadership? Uh, what's their vision? And how are they going to work with me? And just make sure that you're comfortable with that, because that's what you're buying. You're buying a support team. Um, you know, in, in many restaurant brands, ours is one of them. You know, we have an operations coach that you know flies around and, you know, has maybe 20 uh, franchisees that they work with. And uh, they're in the restaurant, you know, every couple months working with you side by side, looking at your financials, helping you implement programs. Uh, and so that's a coach that's sort of ongoing, helping you be successful, along with all the tools that we have, and the people that you have at headquarters. So, you know, that's, That's like having a built-in mentor uh, in the process to help you be successful. And and the very best brands, to be honest, um, sometimes our franchisees come up with really good ideas. And so we're out there and, and it could be a franchisee has come up with an innovative new way to do something. Um, or sparks an idea, and then we're in a position to take that idea and share it across the system. So you benefit from the franchisor, but you also benefit from the insights and the abilities of all the other people that are franchisees in the system. You know, if you've got a good, you know, uh, group that you've joined and that's willing to listen and willing to spread those uh, best practices.
0: Yeah, that's that is so amazing, though. Too, I mean, for any of us that have been in and around different industries. Um, I mean, what you just said is not available any other way. And if you were trying to replicate that kind of support through consulting or joining a mastermind group or something like that, it's quite costly. And it it thinks I think of um, uh, my daughter and I watch a show. uh, You probably know Kitchen Nightmares, right? It's it's a rerun at this point, (laughs) but with Gordon Ramsay, right? And and this guy he goes in there and he rips things apart, and you know he, he redoes everything, helps him with the marketing, the menu, and and then he, he usually brings someone in that's there for a week or two. They're going to help you out. They're going to you know be there maybe with a little longer, and that's about it, right? But I'm just thinking, it's what you get with a franchise, but it's on, ongoing forever, right? And it's always improving, and it, you know what I'm saying. So you, you just can't you can't really find that anywhere. It, it just you can't replicate it. I don't think I'd want to do it any you know, differently. Even
1: if, you know, even if somebody comes in for a week and gives you some insights, and the cameras are off, and then they leave. You know and and things happen. You know, Covid happens. you have challenges with labor that crop up. technology moves on. Uh, legislative things happen. You know, we're always reacting to something different. Um, and you know, having to pivot and adjust the business system, um, you know, vendors, uh, you know, new vendors pop up, new technologies pop up. And so, you know, we're out there vetting those things, working the solutions. To your point on COVID, we're we're trying to figure out how to support and navigate difficult situations so that, you know, quite frankly, our operators don't have to worry about it. Um, we're going to brief them on it. They know that they can focus on, you know, running their operations, serving their guests and being in the community. Um, and I think that's a, a great comfort zone. I, example, you know we're uh, there, there's a case right now out there where um, you know because of some legislation that happened in in California the pork products um, are you know raw pork products aren't going to be able to be imported into California for a while. So if you're in the business of serving bacon, which we are, um, we now need to figure out um, all right, well how are we going to get a bacon supply, how are we going to overcome this issue? So um, you know I've got a team now that's working on that, working with the supplier. Um, but if, if you're an individual restaurateur, you might not even have heard about this issue and you won't hear about it until your spire says, um, hey, uh, we are not allowed to serve you bacon anymore. And now you're scrambling. So, you know, it's by the fact that, you know, and, and honestly, these aren't isolated things. These sort of things happen and come up all the time. And, um, you know, part of being in a system and part of a team is that, you know, we're handling those issues for them. Yeah. And just, you mentioned a little
0: earlier, um, just, uh, well, it made me think of, of, I mean, what do you see as a guy that's sort of in a seat that is understands the business you're in? You understand the industry. Is there any trends coming down the road that you kind of keep your eye on? Anything you wonder about uh, that you're kind of getting ready for? Because you're talking about, like, that's that's one of the things is you're, the franchise brand is always looking forward and making sure they're on top of things. Is there anything... Just in terms of the global economy, or or trends in terms of technology, anything that you think is relevant, or or what are you kind of focused on?
1: I, uh, you know, obviously we're focused on technology right now. We're in a moment where, um, you know, there've been some some really fast advances, invisible advances in AI and in robotics, and uh, there's a lot of question about you know. How is that going to be deployed in a restaurant? Um, how is it going to be successful? How is that going to impact our society? Um, and at this moment in time, Rob, I don't know that anybody really knows that. Um, so our, our attitude, we, we try to be keep our ear very close to the ground on technology. But, uh, you know, my, my position is that we want to be fast followers of proven ROI Opportunities, so uh, we're not going to be the the restaurant company out pioneering AI, um, you know, because uh, you know, quite frankly, um, there's a lot better resource companies that are going to be on the tip of that um, spear. And you know, for every one that gets it right, there's going to be ten that get it wrong. So we want to be behind the one that gets it right. And when there's an answer that that starts emerging where there's solid return on investment for our franchisees, then we're going to jump on that. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're very cautiously wa- watching what's happening in terms of voice recognition, um, you, know, you know, voice ordering, you know, how AI yeah. might help with predictive technologies in the kitchen, you know, how robotics yeah. could help um, simplify some routine behaviors um, so that we can redeploy that labor out serving the guests. Um, so, you know, the the more labor that can be out checking on your table touches, we're in the hospitality business. So, um, it's really about how do we deploy people um, in roles that make a difference and, and how do we routinize or automate um, roles that are repetitive that, quite frankly, our team members don't like doing. Right. I was just thinking, you know, if anything,
0: AI might make us all happier. We can all focus on more human things that matter, right? <laughs> so the minutiae. Uh, that a lot of that automation may may remove, but you're right. It's interesting, and I'd love. I um, appreciate your answer. I know that uh, someone was telling me the other day there are no experts yet. It's your time if you want to step up. If you if you happen to have the desire, uh, but it's true because I'm a tech guy. So certainly, it's interesting to me. But no, yeah, there are no experts, and things are moving very quickly. So. Uh, but I'd love that what you said because it is about it, it's about business, first of all. I mean, if you if you run a good business and make good money, then you can do the thing you're in the business for, which is in your case, serving your community and, and building relationships, really. I know it's people think oh, I'm in and out, I'm in and out, but honestly, I I would go to a place where I felt like the folks were friendlier. I could make a connection with people. I might even see the same face more than once, right? Like, to me, that matters, you know? And I also think we all crave more interaction these days because a lot of us work virtual or work in a way that we're not interacting like we used to. So, like, going, going to the restaurant might be one of your ways just to interact with people <laughs> a little more. So,
1: anyway, I you, think it's important. You know, call me old-fashioned, but I think we're in the food business, and I think we're in the hospitality business. And I think, you know, there, there have been, you know, a couple of darlings of, uh, you know, the media in terms of restaurant companies and who have, have literally said there, we're a tech company that happens to also serve, you know, pizza or sandwiches or bowls. Right. Um, and they pride themselves on being technology first. And I look at that and say, you know what, we're food first. Uh, I want to serve the very best cheeseburger and I want to have great hospitality um, because we're serving people. Um, and uh, and so you know, we're tech second. Right. We, I want the technology to be their support. Um, doing a great job, making great food and serving people. Uh, you know, we, we can't get those things reversed. And if we do in our industry, um, you know, we've forgotten what gets us here, right? Which is we're in the hospitality business. We're not in the kiosk business. Um, so, you know, if we get to a point where, you know, one of my competitors is able to serve you a burger, you can order it with AI, the, a little a little you know door will open, your burger will slide out or a robot will deliver it to you. I'm like, all for it, right? Go for it because we we don't want to be those people. We want to be the people you know that are serving you a great burger and asking you how it was. Uh, and so that's a little bit how we're different. Uh, to be honest with you, and and quite frankly, m- my franchisees, I can't ask them. It's like, hey, I want you to invest in this drone technology that you know going to cost you ten thousand dollars, and I don't know if you're ever going to get your money back, right? They're going to look at me like I got horns on my head. So, uh, you know, we we try to stay very grounded in you know what we're here for, which is serving people, great cheeseburgers. Yeah, oh, I don't. I think we're
0: moving more back that way, right? We've all been enamored with technology the last thirty years, but I think we're all craving that human interaction, right? I, I think, you know, and again, I know there'll be more automation on the horizon and all that. There's no doubt, but I still think we all are still people and <laughs> we like yes. to, we like what people like. So it has been a pleasure, uh, Doug, having you. Before I let you go, is there a little, uh, any final word or a place where folks can learn more about the the franchise opportunity on the, on the web?
1: Sure, you know, like I, I think if you just Google Muya Burgers or Muya Franchising, you'll get there. If you go to mooyah.com, there's you know there's a link for our franchise page, um, and we're always happy to talk with people. I, I encourage folks that are thinking about uh, jumping into franchising, or maybe you're you know franchising, you're part of another system, you're looking for a, a great concept to grow with that's complementary. I encourage people just have the conversation. Um, you know, you know, up until the time when you have to make a decision, you can always say no. And we're we're delighted to talk to people and talk to them about what it's like in the restaurant business. It's not for everybody. Um, but you know, we think we've got a great system and a great brand, and we're we're happy to tell you about it. So reach out, you know, fill out a form and somebody from our team will contact. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, that sounds good. And I would encourage anyone, take them up on that. You learn a tremendous amount from these folks. So that's a kind offer that you would just kind of get people started and give them some guidance because starting a business is a big, uh, big life decision. So, uh, Doug Wilmarth, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you sharing your insights. I wish you amazing success. And uh, do you guys, do you have one out here in Colorado somewhere? Because I, I want to go visit one, Uh, but are you out here yet or not yet? Not
1: yet. Not yet. We're in Provo, Utah, and uh, we're in Montana. So, you know, if you want to head up to Billings or down to Provo, we can, we can hook you up, but uh, right. we'll come to, we'll come to Colorado soon. This is definitely a Colorado
0: kind of, kind of brand. I think you need to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's been great having you uh, again, wish you the, the tremendous success into the future and I hope to have you back
1: again. Hey, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it.